Welcome to Life Continuing, conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Heather Lee Kemp is a coach, spiritual advisor, healer, and claircognizant with a background as an international entrepreneur and yoga teacher. For 20 years, Heather traveled the world in search of ways to heal herself through spiritual connection, intuitive means, and her deep personal work. She now shares her wealth of wisdom with her students and clients by offering coaching sessions, channeled readings, and intuitive insights with loving awareness. Hey, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I love that you're here. And I really love what you do. Um, I'm really intrigued because you do, uh, you have training in various areas such as tarot, um, Reiki, and then your main thing is that you're a spiritual advisor uh, using your claircognizant connection with your clients in order to help them become aware of their blocks and heal their traumas. I think that's really great work. Oh, thank you. Do you know, I feel so lucky, blessed, overjoyed, like with my work and Honestly, I'm, it's kind of, you know, so cliche, like I would do it for free. Like, I, right. I love what I do so much that, yeah, I love seeing the transformations. It just, it's, I feel like I get as much out of it as my clients do. Like, I just love, love, love what I do. Yeah. Um, now, what were some of your spiritual breakthroughs? Cause I know, I know you're coming from a place of lived experience with a lot of different issues and traumas tell me a little bit about that yeah well I think so there's kind of two questions there right so what um, are my spiritual breakthroughs and kind of what are my traumas and I think they they come together they they meld together I think the first this this might sound a bit odd to say that one of my first spiritual breakthroughs was actually separating away from my family (laughs) being able to step away and set that kind of boundary like this isn't working for me anymore and I had to get out of the dysfunction and I I made that pretty clear when I was 18 I was just kind of needed to leave and I moved to Mexico (laughs) and then I came back for a short period of time and then I left again for like another 16 17 years and that was the second thing I think my travel really helped me open up to new experience and pushes pushed me in ways I would have not if I had stayed home and of course on those all those travels I was really curious about spiritual endeavors and what other people were doing and I still wasn't fully aware of how much work I had to do on myself right these come in baby increments I look back now and I'm like wow holy smokes did I have a lot to learn and did I have a lot of maturing to do did I have a lot of connecting with self and God and spirit all those those things I can very clearly see now that were really missing when I didn't think they were missing that I thought it was my family that somehow it wasn't me but actually I had absorbed all of that I had those kind of quote-unquote toxic traits and behaviors and I had just kind of put that on them and I needed to step away from that to see that I too had kind of just continued the path and I had to heal myself. So I think breaking away from my family, the travel, uh, I can like, these are quite 
they see they don't may not seem like spiritual things like starting a business businesses I mean there's nothing that pushes you to look at yourself when you (laughs) self-sabotage and when a client kind of gets angry and you see your reactions you're like oh wait a second I have to look at myself here I have to let this go and let God deal with it because I can't force everybody to be my client. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think those were really major. Um, Again, like self-sabotaging behaviors. Like I drank too much. I exercised too much. I eating disorders. I had it all, you know, like I was really, those were spiritual awakening moments for me hitting rock bottom. And of course, joining a 12-step program, there's a lot of spirituality in that. And I think one of my my final ones is I was just, I really truly hit rock bottom where I finally learned how to surrender. That it was all so unmanageable. And I was just like, I give up, like it's you. And that's when the shift really happened for me. I was in a really terrible relationship. I was in a really not a great place in my life at all. And um, even contemplating suicide, you know, I was just not, not in the right place. Even with all that work I had done, I just couldn't bring all the pieces of the puzzle together until I was at complete surrender point. And now I can see how it all fits together. Those millions of books I've read, the... The, the ashrams, the meditations, the breath work, the yoga, the boundary setting, the self-love, all that just came together in this pinnacle moment. And I'm so grateful for it. That's a story in itself. That's a podcast in itself. Right. Well, then we'll have you back for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I just want to go back to talking about separating from your family, just because that's such a key thing and it's quite controversial in society people have opposite opinions about it um but i for one i support that because sometimes i do see that it's necessary even if it's not on the outside it doesn't seem maybe it's coming from your highest good Mm -hmm. the reality is sometimes just things are you know you can't mend them um and sometimes stepping away is the only way yeah, um, I, you know, I'm speaking from my own lived experience. And one of, I want to go back to this. One of the beautiful things about me leaving and kind of cutting ties with my family and moving forward and traveling and all that, I was called to come back to Canada four years ago. I was so resistant. I was like, no. Like I was living in Saint-Tropez, the south of France, living the high life. And it was, and it sounds, this might sound completely nuts, but I really found Saint-Tropez to be my spiritual home. It's a saintly place, right? It's just unfortunate. It has this image of, you know, like billionaire rock stars and party life. But for me, it I was so, so connected to my, my higher power and spiritual um, wisdom. So I, I asked, what do you want me to do next? And the universe, my guides, everything was saying, go back to Canada. I was like, no. (laughs) But, you know, I'm old enough and wise enough now to know that I have to listen to that, even if that's not what my ego wants. 
So I came back and I realized I only could come back once I had done enough work on myself. I was never ready before then. And that was God's spirit, universes, whatever you want to call it. We're saying, Heather, you are ready. You have healed enough. You've come to enough forgiveness. You can now have a better relationship with your family members. And what I mean by better relationship, I don't necessarily think that means that you have to be going out for coffee with them or, you know, spending every Christmas. I have a better relationship in my heart. I don't hold on to this negativity of, of unforgiveness and all this, you did this, you did that, whatever, all this stuff. And this, I used to get these like bouts of kind of rage towards my mother and I hadn't spoken to her for like three years, you know, and it would still pop up and I'm, it was still affecting me. I had to get to the point of doing enough work to see the light, to heal, to be able to have a better relationship in my heart with them. I don't see my all my family members, but I'm. it comes from a place of love instead of a place of, excuse my language, like, right? Yeah, yeah it's totally different. It's a complete different vibe. No, that's wonderful. Um, and, you know, that's that's the ultimate uh, outcome that, you know, I certainly hope people have. Um, but I'm just saying on top of that, you know, if separation is the, the best solution long term, you know, so be it. But again, it's what you hold in your heart, whether you have a relationship down the road again or not. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's that forgiveness, that level of recognizing how much of it is coming from you and you're projecting. Yeah. Let it go. I mean, it, not to minimize whatever happened, but the more we hold on to it, I mean, it becomes an energy. It becomes a thing. For sure. And it can I, grow. Yeah. And I have, I can look back now and like that anger and resentment I held towards my dad. My dad and I have a great relationship. Um, and, you know, we speak like probably like once a week. and we have a really fabulous relationship I never ever thought I would be there with him but it took that you know it took that work on on my own and not projecting that onto him anymore and holding space for 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 that uh but I did notice that I kept attracting men into my life who were kind of like my father like one example is that uh I, I tend to date, I tend to date men who were unemployable right? <laughs> or unemployed, right? I would be the over-masculine. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to pay all the bills and your mortgage and this. And that was a trait that my father had. He had unemp- a streak of unemployment throughout my upbringing. And now that I've healed that and I've come to love with my dad, I mean, I'm, dating a guy whose work ethic is above mine and I'm like what like I'm, I'm like what this is what could happen this is the shifts in my life that could happen if I heal myself and if others heal themselves and that's why I love what I do I like I know the possibilities once we start to work on ourselves connect to spirit life changes around us in amazing magical ways when you're with a client and you're using your claircognizant connection with them, I mean, what are what are you getting to? Like, can you get to the core and the root cause of their issues that they might not see, or how does that work? It, it definitely gleans parts of people that <laughs> may have not arise 
in everyday life are blind to. So many of us are are blind to it or don't even want to look at it or still projecting or there's fear of that change within them, what that means for them. Uh, but my readings always come from a place of love and it's meeting them where they're at. I, for example, like I remember years ago, someone gave me, what back when we had CDs, right? <laughs> a CD on codependency. And I listened to it, I listened to it, I listened to it. And I was like, why did this person give it to me? On the third time, I was like, oh, I know, so I can help other people. I mean, the irony is hysterical to me right now, right? I mean, the epitome of codependency is when you try to help other people and not yourself. So, right. Um, but I wasn't ready to hear it. So I think the messages always come from a place where you you're ready to hear it and you can take that next step. You know, it's on the, it's on the edge and it gets you to the next step so that you can be open and ready to hear and grow for the next phase. Now you talk about channeling. Are, are you, do you channel spirit or, or loved ones? Or do, are you talking about just channeling from like the Akashic, the information? So for me, what, usually happens is it's like angels or energies or even like gods like greek gods sometimes come through and where i am right now with the belief this could change is that it's really just the energy of so like if archangel Raphael comes in it's about healing if archangel Shamel comes in it is to do with relationships so <laughs> it's just the energy of that's how I see it right now. I don't, I may never know exactly what it is and I don't necessarily need to know, like it is what it is. And I don't like analyze it, but it might change, it might change one day. <laughs> right. Well, it sounds to me that those are your symbols to, to identify what the area of need is. So that's, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And that's very unique to everybody. Everybody has a different way of either seeing or knowing or feeling. So that's very mm -hmm. interesting. Um, so what's the main thing then that, that people come to you for? What, what's, what's a very common ailment or, or issue that people are work trying to work through? I, oh, I recently did a post, what seems to be coming up a, a lot lately is like letting go. And I mean that in like three ways and having faith, forgiveness and being in flow. So like having faith, there's so much worry, especially I feel like now, like, let's face it, there's like economic hardships. There's a lot of worry of what's going to happen with our investments. There's also, you know, society's changing a lot. I think a lot of people have fear about their kids' future. And there's a, there is a lot in theory to be worried about and fearful about, right? And also, am I making the right step? Is buying this house the right step? Is getting into partnership with this person in business the right step for me? So there's a lot of fear around that. And that tends to be kind of like letting go of the, letting go of the expectations or hopes for and having faith. This is just common things that are, that are coming up. And also, um, you know, forgiveness, like how I spoke about before, they're still stuck in this agonizing pain and those treadmill of thoughts of, I'm so angry at myself. I'm so angry at them. Why is this happening to me? Why did I lose my job? It's their fault. I should have, could have, would have, you know? 
and this perpetual kind of state of beating ourselves up about not making the right choices in the past versus before I spoke about fearing not making the right choices in the future. And then the other thing is like going in flow, I think could incorporate all of that is just really connecting and opening up to spirit and our inner guidance. A lot of people struggle to listen to their inner guidance. I mean, even the self-awareness of that, of how we're feeling or what is it that you truly want? And the beautiful thing about these readings is I'm not telling you what you want. We talk through it and we discuss what comes up in the reading. And it's a mutual thing. I'm not, I'm just the conduit. And then I'm here to discuss it with you, what comes up. And then from there, there's like a lot of clarity, resound clarity. Um, self-awareness is huge. And what I mean by self-awareness is a connection to spirit, connect to that God, spirit, universe, energy, whatever it is you want to call it within us. So when we connect and learn ourselves, we learn and connect with God. And it's quite, there's like a fact that says something like 85% of the people think they're self-aware or no, sorry, 95% of people think they're self-aware where in reality only like 10 to 15% are. So there's like 80, 85% of people walking around lying to themselves about lying to themselves. <laughs> like self-awareness is so important knowing where we self-sabotage knowing where our strengths are knowing where we have our blind spots and this is such a, a beautiful way of opening up to that through loving I, I really see the readings being through loving eyes that's great and the self-awareness thing I think that we're starting to become self-aware. I mean, obviously the numbers are still quite disparate, but um, previous generations, like our parents, grandparents' generations, society wasn't even, you weren't allowed to express your emotions, let alone be able to really sit and contemplate, you know, and, and develop that self-awareness. I mean, there was so much trauma and issues going on and, and whatnot. And then society, you know, just with whatever, with all the um, division of, you know, gender and economics, et cetera. So it's an interesting time right now. What's something that you learned later on in life that you wish you'd known sooner? What's that one thing? <laughs> one okay. thing. Or pick one. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's funny. I was having a conversation with someone the other day. And I remember this. This is a dear friend of mine. I've known them for about 18 years now. And this is going to sound quite their advice to me was, Heather, you need to be more of a bitch. <laughs> and what, what they really, what I really got from that is like, I can have boundaries. I was so nice. I mean, when I was 14, I was voted most likely to be stepped on in high school. Because I was such a pushover, whatever you want. Okay, okay, sure, okay. You know what I mean? And just super, super nice. I went back to my 20th reunion. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Everybody said the same to me. Oh, Heather, you were so nice. You were so nice. You were so nice. I was like feeding. I just, I didn't have a sense of self. I was such a people pleaser. Yeah. 
right? And I had to learn how to have boundaries and set them. And I'm like, I don't really care if you don't like me now. Like, that's a no. And for, you know, when I was still struggling on learning those boundaries, I thought I was being a bitch. Right? It took a lot for me to be like, no, I'm just setting boundaries. And that's okay. And actually boundaries make relationships better and stronger, at least the ones that are worth keeping. Absolutely. And that's something that people, I mean, this is a common topic that we've been hearing for years out in the open now where people are really learning how to set boundaries because it's a huge interpersonal skill, mm-hmm. right? That that can sabotage you if you don't master it. Yeah. I was Life queen of this. Yeah. Queen of that. <laughs> yeah. So your um you have various packages that you offer with your services. You do the tarot, you do the Reiki, but then um you also have you know, quite a large package with um your uh, spiritual advising and like a crisis support. I remember in my life a time where it was so bad. I already mentioned, like, you know, I was on the brink of suicide having these thoughts and like, I just needed someone to speak to at any random time. And what's ironic about it is the person who gave me the advice to be more of a bitch was in a different time zone. So I could call and I want to disrupt like their sleep. And then like, I had somebody there. And I honestly don't know if I would be here today if I didn't have somebody at those brinks moments 3 a.m. when I was just tearful and contemplating horrific things. Right. I think it's so critical to have not only the obviously the the uh, support, just the psychological support, but also the spiritual mm. support. And I think that's what's been missing in psychology and psychiatry over the past many decades. And that seems to be changing now. So I really appreciate that that's the work that you do and offer people because you you seem to come from both places. You help people with their spiritual awareness, but you also give them the practical areas in life to improve in order to have that good functionality in the 3d world because we can't just float around being spiritually aware without addressing the pragmatic things yeah without being grounded right in this in this quote-unquote reality that we're in exactly Uh, you actually just reminded me of something there's um a course in miracles and it's I'm going to butcher this, but it pretty much says there's only one problem. We only ever have one problem and that's our disconnect from God's spirit universe. And when I read that, I was like, it really, it really hit me. And now I see my problems through a totally different lens. Like where am I not listening to my higher will? Where am I not surrendering? Yeah, I hear that. And you, uh, your website is heatherleykemp.com and people can schedule with you. Yeah. All my, that's it. Yeah. And um, free clarity calls to have a conversation about how we can work together and heal a little bit of your stuff. Yeah. Heather Lee Kemp on Instagram or uh, my website's good. Facebook technically, I don't 
never on Facebook anymore, but <laughs> is anyone? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you for being here, Heather. And thank you for your work. You're such a lovely soul. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Heather Lee Kemp. For more on Heather and to book a coaching session, please visit heatherleekemp.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And be sure to join me next time where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.